Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. New York. Day 41 here on this Monday evening. It is JJ John Stremski. We're keeping you company right here on The Fan. And I got to say, the last year or so of my life, I have become a golf junkie every which way. Playing the game terribly. And I was always one of these guys that watched the majors. Not anymore. Now I'm into these tournaments, it feels like, week after week after week. And I've had a lot of fun with this guy on the Golf Channel. He is one of the true TV icons. You see him on NBC. You see him on the Golf Channel. He's taking names, kicking butt. And to talk some PGA Tour with us, the legend, Jimmy Roberts. What's happening, Jimmy? How you doing? JJ, I... I... I never thought I would live to see the day when we were going to talk golf in the evening in the middle of the winter on the fan. Well, Jimmy, let's start here, my friend. Have you noticed the revolution? Because I sense it, my friend. Golf <laughs> in so many different ways. And I, I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if it's the great storylines that you have on tour. I look at somebody like me as the perfect example. I love the four major tournaments. I get juiced up for it. I get involved. It's a ton of fun to watch. But then, you know, in January, February, March, I'm doing God knows what. Now with all of these tournaments, it seems like there is a storyline every week. Do you get that sense as someone who is around the sport and knows it very well? The popularity is kind of growing and has grown a ton over the last year. I think the last year has definitely had a profound impact. Listen, it's had a profound impact on everything in our lives, but I think golf has really kind of been a very, very unusual thing for us. First of all, golf isn't only a game that we watch uh, competition. It's a, it's a game we play. So it's really, it's, it's really unusual like that. And over this past year, it's been one of the few games you know, that we could play, and certainly not over the last couple of months, but you know, I know that, you know, in the, in the summer, in the fall, it's what I did to kind of preserve my sanity. I'd put the bag on my back, I'd go out and I'd walk, and it was good in so many ways. But, you know, to your point about all these stories, years and years ago when I started my career, I worked at ABC Sports when there was such a thing as ABC Sports. And the guy who ran the place came up with a phrase that people are now familiar with, and they may not know where it came from. But he created these little vignettes called Up Close and Personals. It was Rune Arledge. And his thinking was that as much as people might care about sports, what they really care about are the people. And so I think what you're seeing now is that these people who play in these games, the more we know them, the more we know their backstories, the more we care about them. I mean, look, we've had you in to talk about this. Look, Patrick Reed, what a compelling figure he is. You know, people love him or they hate him. Jordan Spieth is a guy who, you know, was on top of the world. Then he was on the bottom of the world. Now he's making a comeback. You got Dustin Johnson, who's 
you know, probably playing as dominantly as anybody since Tiger Woods. You've got a guy like Bryson DeChambeau who has kind of recreated the whole science of playing golf. And, you know, these stories go on and on and on. Brooks Kepka, you know, hadn't won in a few years, won four major championships, including one here in New York. And he drops off the map and now he's back. Um, there's a lot of good stories. You're, you're a hundred percent right. And I think it's been really, really interesting the last few months. I mean, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm a little bit of a junkie when it comes to the game anyway. So, but nah, that's okay. Too. I'm right there with you. And for a guy who's around it as much as you are, who is, in Jimmy Roberts' eyes, the most compelling player right now on the PGA Tour? Who would that be? It's a good question, JJ. I, I really think it's Jordan Spieth. Uh, you know, 100 years ago, it seems like, I wrote a book called Breaking the Slump, and it was about players and some famous people, too, who love the game of golf, but all of whom had struggled really struggled and then had come back and there's nothing like a comeback story. You know, I mean, and Jordan Spieth's, you know, fall from grace has been crazy. I mean, he was a guy who ever since he was 16 years old, look, he won, he won the junior amateur here out at Trump Bedminster when he was 16 years old. He won it twice, twice in a row. Um, and then he went on to the PGA tour and he started winning right away. You know, he won an NCAA championship at the university of Texas. He was the golden boy came out, won three major championships, all of them in very, very exciting form. You know, he was, a, he's a really nice guy. He's got a, a sister with down syndrome that he cares for very passionately and publicly is very supportive of her. And he's just a, he's just a really appealing guy. And then what happens? He can't seem to find a fairway. And his game is just awful, probably, for a couple of years. Now hasn't won since the Open Championship three years ago. And now all of a sudden he starts to put it together. And uh, had the 54-hole lead two weeks in a row. Didn't get it done on Sunday. Uh, had a pretty good week last week out in Los Angeles. But I think he's the kind of guy who people are rooting for because people love a comeback. You know, people love to see a comeback. So, he, to me, is one of the most compelling guys. The other guy, and interestingly enough, you know, you were in, we talked about this on our, on our show, uh, by the way, for those who haven't seen there it. There you go. Golf. Check us out on the Golf Channel. Jimmy Roberts, right. Anna Whitley, big stuff right there, of course. That, that's right. Noon to two every day. Anna and I are on Monday and Tuesday. Um, but, you know, you were on, we talked about it one day. Patrick Reed, people love him, people hate him. You know, he had, uh, he's had a number of situations over the last few years where he seems to have taken liberty with the rules. He's had some situations with fellow players that have made him unpopular, yet he's one of the best players in the game. But he's become something of a villain uh, in the eyes of many. And the irony is, is that, you know, a few years ago, he and Jordan Spieth were this unbeatable combination at the Ryder Cup. And so, uh, you know, golf gives you all sorts of stuff like that. I, I just think it's, I think it's fascinating. I love it. And part of it is because I, you know, I love to play the game. I'm terrible. But uh, well, that makes two of us. Jimmy, wait till you see me out of there. I, you think you're bad. Wait till you play with me. Then, then you take right. it to another level. Or Paul Rosenberg, for that matter. Well, we'll have some fun. I can tell you that. Well, always. Now, I want to bring up somebody with you who has caught my eye. And he was in contention again on Sunday. And he just can't make a big putt. That's Tony Finau. Do you yeah. see any similarities to what Phil Mickelson went through in the early stages of his career 
and to what Tony Finau is doing now. I mean, he's in all of these tournaments, Jimmy. Every weekend, he's in it. He's in these majors. He's got a chance to win. But you get to Sunday, you get to the back nine on Sunday. This is just somebody I can't count on to go and make a putt. Well, unfortunately for Tony, and and for those who don't know, so Tony Finau is this extremely talented player who won a few years ago in Puerto Rico, but since then has had 10 runner-up finishes um, since he won, I guess it was four years ago, I want to say. Uh, I could be wrong on that. But, um, you know, this past weekend, he shot 64 on Sunday, which was the lowest round of anybody on the weekend, uh, and then just lost in a playoff to Max Holm at Riviera in Los Angeles. I don't think the the um, comparison with Phil Mickelson is exactly apt. Mickelson, it took him a long, long time to win his first major championship. But Phil Mickelson was truly the golden boy of you know of golf. I mean, he won a professional event as a college uh, as a college student. He won the NCAA championship. He won the U.S. Amateur. He won, like I said, a pro event. He came right out and he started to win. He just couldn't win a major championship. I think the difference with Finau is that um, he's been a little bit snake-bitten. He's had some problems in the final round. But listen, he's finished now second uh, two weeks in a row on the PGA Tour. Uh, or is it? And he's finished in his last four starts. He's finished 2-2-2-4. Two, 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 and, I mean, so he's been remarkable. And some of it hasn't been on him. Like I said, he shot 64 this weekend. But he's another story. You know, he's another guy, another guy to watch. And we, you know, we had a couple of our analysts were saying today they wouldn't be surprised to see him win the Masters. The great Jimmy Roberts, NBC Sports, Golf Channel, having some fun breaking down the tour. Jimmy, your guy knows the broadcasting industry well. I think Phil Mickelson be a rock star. I see Tony huh. Romo part two. Uh, are you hoping that when Phil calls it a career, you might be sitting next to you, maybe uh, doing some events? I think he'd be great at it, man. Well, I think he'd be very, very good at it, too. It's just a question of... First of all, I don't know if they can pay him enough. I was going to say, um, listen, NBC, got a golf channel, got a pony up. Big boy yeah, money for Phil. I don't, I don't know if they, you know, he, he would truly break the bank. And uh, I think he'd be really interesting. Listen, listen, Phil is never uncertain about what he says. And he's obviously very knowledgeable. He's very outgoing. I happen to be a Phil fan, you know. Um, you know, I know that he's gotten – some heat over the years because some people think he's a phony. JJ, if you have a minute, I'll tell you a story about him that not too many people know. So I have a next door neighbor who's in the banking industry and she and her family were down on vacation in uh, the Bahamas a few years ago. And they were staying at a very exclusive place. And uh, they're sitting on the beach at the time. They've got two young kids and the place is just about deserted. It probably costs a bazillion dollars to stay there. And uh, all of a sudden, they notice that uh, their kids are splashing around in the surf in front of them. The kids are like, I don't know, like four years old and seven years old. And they weren't really concerned. Some man comes up and he's talking to the kids. You know, it's a very exclusive resort. They weren't concerned. But the kids are laughing. They thought they'd go over and see what was going on. So they go over and they introduce themselves. And this man has got a starfish. And he's showing it to the kids. And they're just loving it. Well, it was Phil Mickelson. Wow. And... um, the only reason that anybody knows this story is because when they introduced themselves, they, you know, they said that, you know, they live next door to me and Phil and I know each other. And, um, there wasn't anybody there. There was no camera there. There was you no know, PR agent, you know, and this to a certain degree, I think is who Phil is. 
Uh, he's a really interesting guy. I, I think, listen, if the worst thing you can say about a guy is that he cares what people think about him, listen, I, I, that's not the worst thing you can say about a guy. Say a heck of a lot worse, Jimmy. That I can tell yeah. you. Heck of a lot worse. Hey, he's my favorite player on the tour. So having you vouch for Phil makes me feel that much better. Because, listen, that lefty swing, that personality, I, I think for a whole lot of hacks out there, Jimmy, they see Phil's game, and that's what they want their game to be. They love that personality about him, that sort of flair and swagger, you know? Listen, he's a go-for-broke guy. You know, I mean, I only shudder to think how many more major championships and tournaments Phil could have won if he just downshifted a little bit at one point. You know, I, I guess it was 2007 when he finally won a player's championship. Butch Harmon was coaching him, and he had finally convinced him to maybe dial back his swing a little bit, sacrifice some distance, and go for some more accuracy. And he ends up winning. You know, it's the one time that he's ever won the Players' Championship. And But I think that he's a guy who loves to go for the gusto. He's, you know, he's enamored with, as he says, hitting bombs. Uh, some of it is just joking around. And he kind of got a self-deprecating manner about him. He loves to bet on the golf course. He's incredibly generous. I mean, you talk to people in the locker rooms, he's a big tipper. I mean, there's not, in my mind, an awful, light, an awful lot for golf fans not to like about this guy. But, and, you know, he had to just had the terrible misfortune of coming along in the time of Tiger Woods. Because if it wasn't for Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson might have been Tiger Woods. Speaking of Tiger, that Masters a few years ago, I, n- I never thought we'd see it, Jimmy. I thought, I thought at this point in his career, he's done. He's shot. The baggage off the course physically where he's at, just just a nightmare. Total, total nightmare. And then he wins at Augusta, and it was so much fun. I was never a Tiger guy. I was rooting like crazy for him on that Sunday. Now he's dealing with another setback. I think chasing down Jack is going to be so tough considering how many just great players there are on tour. But can Tiger Woods go and win another major? What's your take? Uh, Listen, I think it's entirely possible. Um, you know, I think what's, there's a greater likelihood of, you know, with the next PGA tour event, he wins, he will be the winningest player in PGA tour history. Right now he's tied with Sam Snead at 82. And so he just needs to win one more and he becomes the winningest player in PGA tour history. Jack is, I think, 72, but 72 wins. You know, I see that as doable, I don't think he's going to be able to – he's certainly not going to play an awful lot. And then we've got to see what happens with his back now. You know, he's just had his fifth back surgery. Um, he's not playing now. He was on the telecast with Jim Nance this past weekend saying that he's going to give it some time. We're not sure if he's going to even play at the Masters this year. I kind of guess that he probably will, and I don't know. It's just my guess. Um, but I think – do I think that he could win, you know, three more major championships and tie Jack? You know, I, I do not think that's possible. I mean, I, I'd have to go and look at the research, and there are probably smarter people than me that know this, but there have only been a handful of people who are, who are his age or older who've even ever won a major championship. There's only, it's only happened, I want to say, two or three times. You know, Julius Burroughs, Hale Irwin. Um, you know, it just hasn't happened a lot. He's in a lot better shape, I think, than a lot of those guys, but he's also got a lot. He's got a lot more scar tissue. I mean, real scar tissue. So I just think it's just 
so hard these days. I mean, the fields are so deep, the Brooks Kepkas and the, you know, people that people that casual golf fans or casual sports fans haven't even heard of. I mean, how many people who are listening right now who aren't big golf fans have ever even heard of somebody like Patrick Cantlay? Patrick Cantlay is a killer. Every you know, week I he's mean, in a mix. So right about yeah, that, Jimmy. Every single yeah. week he's in a mix. It's crazy. If you watch out, he's going to win a major championship very, very soon. This is a guy who, as an amateur, shot 60 in Hartford. So, I mean, and there are just waves of these guys, wave after wave after wave of these guys. And they were, you know, so many of them were raised watching Tiger, like Max Homa, you know, who won this past weekend. At uh, Riviera. So and I felt so good for him, Jimmy. You miss a putt like that, to be able to bounce back takes a whole lot of stones. You know, that's what I was thinking watching it yesterday. Yeah, I miss a putt like that. I'd be done for the day, for the year, for the month, for the, for the millennium. He comes back and wins in a couple of playoff holes. That takes major stones. Yeah. It's, listen, it's very, golf has been a lot of fun to watch on this West Coast swing. There's been a as you said, there's been a story a week. It's been a lot of stuff for us to talk about, and I don't think it's going to top any, stop anytime soon. we got a World Golf Championship this week, the tournament that used to be at the Trump course in Doral, and they moved it to Mexico, but because of COVID, they moved it back down to Florida, just outside of Tampa. And then next week, we're at uh, Arnold Palmer's tournament, the Bay Hill Invitational. The week after that, it's the players, you know, and then it's a handful of tournaments that are run right up to the Masters. So... I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, golf has not been in a better place in a long, long time. And um, listen, I, I love the fact that we're talking golf on the fan. I've been listening to the fan since the day it went on the air, literally. And, um, you know, I just, I love it. I love it when this is the topic of discussion. So, hey, listen, well deserved. Jimmy, final one, and I appreciate the time. You've been around this sport a long time. You've had some great moments on the course, whether it's with Jack, whether it's with Tiger, whether it's with Phil, Arnie, you name it. You think back on your career covering the sport. Do you have a favorite moment above the rest? Well, I had a pretty close relationship with Arnold Palmer. And um, I think about the times that I spent with Arnold um, and how nice he was, not only to me, See, here's the thing. Now, Arnold Palmer passed away five years ago, and the shame of it is that, you know, a lot of the young players on tour never had an opportunity to meet him. But the great thing about Arnold Palmer was that, and I say this to anybody who asks me about him, I don't think I ever saw Arnold big-time anybody. And you got to think that at one point in his life, there was nobody in sports who was as big a, uh, you know, as big a deal as Arnold was. And, I mean, I'm talking about the cover of Time magazine, you know, as big a deal as there was, an American icon. But he was raised a blue-collar kid, the son of a guy who was the greenskeeper at a club out in western Pennsylvania, and that guy never changed. And I just think back on, you know, all the times that I spent with him and how nice he was to so many people. And, um, you know, I, there are, look, I've, I've been, I'm a lucky guy. I've had a a lot of good times. I remember talking to Tiger after he won the Masters in 1997 when I was working for ESPN and SportsCenter. I've uh, been all over the world covering golf. Um, but I think it's the people who really kind of stand out in, in my memory. Uh, you know, the wonderful people that I've met. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm leaving out plenty of them, but it's 
not bad company to be in when, you know, when you're talking about Arnold Palmer, who's such a good dude. And I, uh, I just think that's one of the highlights of my career, certainly. Well, Jimmy, it's been a blast getting to know you over the last couple of weeks, and I'm all fired up tomorrow. I'm going to see you, the accomplished, distinguished Jimmy Roberts, rocking the officials jersey. I hope that all we're right. pulling that out again tomorrow. You know, aside uh, from the gold jacket, I want to see the uh, the officials jersey. Can we make that uh, magic? I'm in. Everybody should know. Noon to two tomorrow. Golf Channel. Golf today. JJ's a regular contributor every week. If you're a JJ fan, you got to tune in and watch the show. JJ rocking some golf. We love having you, JJ. Well, Jimmy, I love chatting with you guys. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes and keep up the good work, amigo. We'll chat tomorrow, okay? Very good. And we'll play golf this spring, okay? Oh, be prepared. Uh, we will not be betting on the golf like Phil. Maybe if Paul Rosenberg's coming, because I actually got a fighting chance with him. I don't got a fighting chance with you, but we'll have fun nonetheless. You got it, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye, John. There you have it. That's the super talented, the legend, Jimmy Roberts, talking some golf. I've been doing stuff with them for the last, you know, couple of months. Could not be a nicer guy. He and Anna and everybody over at the Golf Channel, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.